0: Sean Sewell, the Endearment.com podcast. Really stoked to have back on the show our friend Kyle Miller from Finland. Welcome back, Kyle.
1: Thank you for having me back.
0: (laughs) Our pleasure. So uh, last time you and I talked, I think for like three or four hours, um, about so many awesome topics. I did a lot of research into the stuff we're talking about. um, So I don't think we'll have a hard time conversing today at all.
1: You can go to any subject you want. For the most part.
0: (laughs) For the most part, exactly. All right, well, let's just uh, hit the elephant in the room. How has life changed for you during this uh, stay-at-home, quarantine, COVID-19 stuff?
1: Uh, In all honesty, it hasn't really changed at all. It was funny, like, before the virus came, I was joking, man, this town would be absolutely amazing if there was a zombie apocalypse. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, it's the corona apocalypse what's different here? Nothing. And I guess I should explain that I'm in Rovanimi, which is in Northern Finland. We're in the Arctic Circle. We've got a population of about 200,000 people in an area half the size of Washington state. So it's wow. literally the end of Europe.
0: Yeah. Whoa. That's good context. That is oh. smart. That's up there.
1: Yeah, well, I guess it's smart. Like, it's, we would joke that Washington has four seasons here in Finland. We have 12 seasons. It went from absolutely one hour of daylight at Christmas to now we don't have darkness anymore. So that's like four months.
0: Four months, no darkness. Mm, Yeah, it's definitely a bipolar
1: country. It can't get anything
0: (laughs) right. It's
1: Nothing. <laughs> but it's like, come on just have something sustainable for a while
0: <laughs> yes please get on some lithium and just get stable finland but uh, yeah. so i know what last time we talked you do you prefer more of the evening so you can see the stars
1: yeah definitely cool i mean i didn't realize it before but uh one of the most beautiful things in the world is the Aurora Borealis. Yeah. And it's, as long as it's clear out, we have amazing views of the Aurora Borealis. But now it's just summer with sunshine and mosquitoes coming. So
0: Oh, no, the mosquitoes. I bet last time we talked, those mosquitoes are horrible. Yeah.
1: It's like, I don't want to go camping because I'll just be a hostage in my tent. Oh, uh, wow.
0: Yeah. You know, we're really fortunate here in Colorado. We don't really have much in the way of bugs. And you'll yeah. laugh at this. I. Um, I put my tent up. Well, I've got a lot of tents like you do, right? This company sent over a tent to test and they're like, are you quarantined yet? I'm like, no, no, we're not. And this is back in March. And then like the next day stay at home comes into place. And I was like, I've got to get this reviewed and got to go camping. So I put it out on the deck and it snowed probably four inches last night and probably half a foot last week. And it's been up there for like a week. My neighbors all walk by and just laugh and are like, you know, deck camping, but uh, no bugs. That's kind of nice like, it's called fresh air. You should get some more. Yeah. (laughs) Get out of the house. Stop watching Tiger King and go get some fresh air. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, between episodes. (laughs) Yes. Or at least between episodes. But, you know, I will admit my wife and I, we watched it. Interesting show for sure. Yep.
1: Very interesting spin for the world to see of America. Definitely.
0: (laughs) Right. I hope they don't think we're all tweakers from Oklahoma. They have big cats in our backyards but no just, uh, <laughs> just joking <laughs> no it's hilarious well okay so last time you and I talked you um, were learning Finnish right you were mm-hmm. in school and yeah. how's that how's that coming along
1: well I'd say the one thing that changed with the coronavirus is uh, we shut down school so now it's all online so it's like make the hardest language in the world even harder by trying to learn it online
0: so oh yeah I can't imagine. I know because you're really good about reading body language too. So Yeah, you definitely have to be. Yeah, so now you're, you're removed from seeing people as much. Uh, well, at all, really. Mm. Mm. That's frustrating.
1: Uh, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, everyone's dealing with the situation. Like, it's pretty useless to complain about your little inconveniences <laughs> when other people are having so many problems. It's like, why
0: isn't it online for me? I, I like your take on that. It's true. Um, a lot of people, you know, we're outdoor athletes, people. We're in the mountains all the time, you know. I haven't been in the mountains in over five weeks, you know. And that, that is what it is. You know, I got, my, I got a split board right there. I just tune it up and it stays on the wall right now. And, you know, can't go camping and can't go do a lot of stuff that you and I like to do. But, hey, there's you know, plenty of other things to do. You can learn. You can read. Learn a new instrument. Um, hang out with the wife. You know, a lot of kiddos at home. You can teach them some new stuff. But yeah, hearing people complain about stuff, I, don't, I try and empathize and try and stay curious. But sometimes I'm just like, ah, shut the hell up. <laughs> Get over yourself. Yeah,
1: I'd be like, dude, <laughs> you ski and travel all over the world and then you want to complain that you have to take a few months off from skiing. Right.
0: <laughs> exactly. You can do a lot. You can you can train. Like, you know, right now we're in my home gym. I got my kettlebells over there somewhere, the mace and the TRX is hanging up right there.
1: Yeah, oh, right Yeah. On. Yeah.
0: And in fact, the person who made the split board, I just trained him at his home, his home with his wife remotely. They had the TRX and a kettlebell, and, you know, we're always plugging away. Yeah, people like important. you and I know, at least. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I've been spending way too much time, probably about seven hours a day, focusing on the Finnish language and doing homework.
0: Well, you're working this muscle. That's, that's important.
1: Yeah, it's, and I guess I'm fortunate that I have something to do with my time that okay. I can focus on while other people. It's like, oh man, I've already watched the Tiger King 15 times. Like, is this, from that
0: You know, I don't think my wife and I are watching any more TV than we did prior to all this. Like, I think for us, what we found is having a routine, you know, uh, and sticking to it has been very helpful, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I think that goes for anybody not in quarantine and in life in general, having a routine structure, discipline allows for, you know, things to work a lot better, I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, so it's summertime, mosquitoes, you are spending seven hours a day learning Finnish. How, how is the country up there adapted? No, you, you're adapted very well, but how's the country and the culture up there adapted to all this?
1: Oh, well, it's really funny because like in January, even before the virus had come, to Finland actually I had come earlier a little bit but it was squashed out but before it came bad we were taught social distancing as a part of the culture it's like if you sit in a train station don't sit next to the other person because that's just Finnish etiquette everybody wants their space so like social distancing was taught to me before this whole virus thing and so we just laugh about social distancing like yeah. That's why, for the most part, things haven't changed here really too much at all. The only thing that's different is the restaurants and the bars are closed. But other than that, people are still out on the streets. People are still cross-country skiing.
0: I went to the ice swimming hole, and there was a bunch of people there. I was like, wow. The, went to the ice swimming hole. I like that. We have a pool in our complex, but, man, if we had an ice swimming hole, I, would, I think I'd like it a little bit more. You don't need
1: coffee when you have ice <laughs> swimming holes. I'll tell
0: you that. Yeah, that's so true. I love that. Um, I think we joked about this last time. I, I enjoy winter camping, and I like, yeah. I like to use snow. And I, Yeah, just a snow bath, you know, just kind of brisk.
1: Oh, understandable. And, like, saunas are amazing, but saunas come to the next level when you, like, put breaks in between by jumping into the cold water and hanging out in there for five minutes. Yes. And then your body goes into shutdown, and then you go back in the sauna. It's quite amazing
0: it is and you know i've, I've read a lot of reports uh, a lot of people from the strong first community like there's there's pavel's book and actually i got the, I got a page in that book about exposure therapy mitochondrial stimulation um you know being resilient i think like exposing yourself to elements adapting and like oh, all these yeah. people like want these gyms that are like really nice climate controlled and everything's this and that and, like you and I and people like us were like, let's go get dirty. Let's go play outside. Let's go play in the snow. Let's freeze our nuts off. Like, let's go have fun. <laughs> and, Am I going
1: to die today? Yeah, hopefully yeah, not. Yeah, hopefully Definitely. not. There's a good chance,
0: but we'll we'll fight it. So, <laughs> oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. Well, uh, let's see. What else? There's so much going on. You you sent me in a on a deep rabbit hole last time we were talking about the Winter Warrior. Remember this? Oh man. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Cause that wasn't on the recording for the podcast last time, but we talked about that for a good amount of time.
1: Well, basically long story short is when the Nazis went East and the Russians went West at the same time, uh, Russia told Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, and Finland were taking over. You don't have a problem with that. Right. And, Finland was the one country who said, No, we'll fight until everybody's dead. (laughs) And you're talking about 200,000 people versus 5 million people. So it was just like absolutely unreal comparison numbers. And basically, Finland, it didn't give up. Uh, The winter uh, weather was negative 40 degrees. And so what they just did is they let them come into the country and then they put their skis on and they just started, they call it chopping wood. You kill the person in the front of the line, then you kill the person in the end of the line, and then they can't go anywhere. And then you just, in the middle of the day, you just cut through the middle of the line and then more people are stuck. And then you wait till they start cooking their food, you shoot their food, and then just keep on chopping the wood. And so they would just slice through, and uh, they held off for six months until Russia had to sign a peace treaty because they had done so terrible at that war. And so it's definitely a source of pride in Finland, is the Winter War. So uh, Stalin didn't win every war. Finland actually beat Stalin at its own game.
0: That's incredible. That is incredible. Yeah, I, I spent the rest of that day researching that, and I just I was impressed. I, that's, I'd be proud, too, if I was Finnish.
1: And an important thing that a lot of people don't understand is that the 10th Mountain Division in America mm-hmm. during World War II, they had seen the success of Finland with using the skis, and that was the inspiration for creating the 10th Mountain Division in the United
0: States, was the Finnish people in the Winter Wars. That's freaking awesome oh god this is this is good stuff you know the 10th mountain division there's a, a series of huts here in colorado and in oh, fact awesome. yeah they're beautiful I, in fact right before this lockdown was in place we had booked one with uh dr john kudrowski who's climbed everest and does like uh, uh ted talks and stuff and then this really famous photographer jeff fielder um and my four points brothers we're gonna go up there and you know it's fun that's beautiful like just recreating cross-country skier split board for you and me up there and uh, and see where they train, and there's one a run called the Commando Run where you you start at, at top of the veil Pass basically, and you, you traverse around and you come into Minturn, or you can go into the backside of Vale and see how they train. Is it kicked my butt? That's that's a tough tour, but it's kind of mm-hmm. for you. It's probably like a Tuesday morning, you know, for what you do. But um, mm, I wouldn't say
1: that right now. <laughs> I haven't been on TV for a while. <laughs> yeah,
0: but uh, well, that's really cool that the Finns. Um, inspired the 10th mountain division, which for us here in Colorado is very close to home. That's, oh, yeah. cool. that's a cool tie in. I didn't know that. So there's a little bit of history. Oh, that's fascinating. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's so cool. Wow. Um, gosh, I, Russell was talk, <clears throat> talking a lot about you in a good way yesterday. And um, just reminiscing about some of the traverses and missions you've done. And it just, it's incredible. Like the stuff that you've done, like it's, hard for me to comprehend is like a daytime splitboarder. Like I joked yesterday that the people out here in Colorado, uh, they call me mild salsa this year because I like mild terrain. I like to repeat it and go back to work. You know, I, I enjoy the mountains, but you're going out or went out for days, weeks at a time. I mean, wh- where's that, where's that drive come from?
1: Mm, I think it's stubbornness and being poor. <laughs> you might as well <laughs> hang out there because you paid the gas money to go out there.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So, uh, yeah, like,
1: just because I was very fortunate that I was getting paid to go snowboard. So, of course, Mm -hmm. I was just going to stay in the mountains. And then I, I, as time progressed, you know, I started feeling more comfortable with my time in the mountains. Of course, originally I was doing, like, day ski tours. And then I was like, okay, let's do a two-day ski tour. And then I started getting into, like, bigger and steeper mountains. And um, then I was like doing week long trips and skiing really steep faces. And um, I've always been interested in mathematics. And mathematics say that okay, well, if you have a two percent chance of something going wrong in the mountains, that means that if you're out fifty days, something bad is going to happen. So yeah, was good. I decided to have take all the skills that I've learned over time and. I'd like to say evolve into ski touring, uh, doing longer traverses because there's so many, it's not just about the ski descents. It's about seeing new terrain, thinking about the weather, coming up with a route. Does the route go? Like, hopefully there's no mistakes. Mm -hmm. I like to joke, uh, one mistake is bad, but three mistakes is fatal.
0: Yeah, that was a good line last time. I like that a lot. it's very helpful. Or
1: okay. oh, damn it, let me check in my pocket for my next one. Okay. It's a the line between badass and dumbass?
0: Oh, fuck, use that too. Oh, I can't. They're worth repeating for a reason. They're really profound. You know, yeah. like, I think we joked about this last time. We've had friends, I have friends that would uh, plan for the best but not ever expect anything to go wrong. And so I would over-prepare and bring more equipment than, than even I do now. In anticipation that it will go bad or go sideways and to adapt um, a lot of people don't plan that like like for example right now here in Colorado um, I help run this backcountry ski group uh, Colorado backcountry skiing snowboard right and we have probably like 8,000 people today it keeps growing by a like hundred every two days it's getting crazy but what we're trying to do is be leaders and be very clear and say hey please don't recreate in the mountains, like what we would do this time of year, this time of year in Colorado is like prime time for like big lines. Right. Well, but, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But, but not during certain situations. Right. So hopefully the majority of us are being adults and being responsible and staying home and not burdening the medical system. Cause a lot of the people we know are nurses and doctors and they work in these fields and they're already overwhelmed in the first place. And well, it's no. probably gonna get worse for a long time. But, um, just yesterday, we had a, a big avalanche, I think, of fatality on a fatality on a big line. And then you got search and rescue resources put, put to there. And then you're exposing those people and their families to potentially whatever disease that person has and risking yeah. their lives in general. It's just crazy to think about. Um,
1: yeah, it's like I really wanted to go skiing two weeks uh, for the Easter vacation. I had made these plans months in advance to go skiing with my friend uh, somewhere here in Finland. And we decided that we we shouldn't go just in case. Probably nothing would go wrong, but if something did go wrong, then you know we're taking resources that local communities need, and we're not from that local community, so we're just taking from another local community those random things that they need.
0: Yeah, it's a very good point. I'm I'm glad you see this too. I you know I talked to Russell about this, and it's just nice to get different parts of the world's. Viewpoint on this, not just what we're doing here in our backyard, so I appreciate that. well, thank you. yeah, no, that's, that's cool. Well, you know when we do get to go back out and recreate, let's go through the hit list of stuff that you keep in your bag that might blow people's minds. I'd, there was some really cool takeaways last time. It was uh, tea candles, wasn't it? Oh, candles yeah. Chicken wire Yeah, yeah, so
1: if you put tea candles in like a little container, it has to be like metal or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then say you're on a multi-day trip, you can take the liners of your boot and put them over the tea candle uh, that's in the container, and then the heat of the tea candle goes up into it and it dries it out. So you can have boot dryers in the middle of nowhere, and no matter where you are, you can buy tea candles. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> even
1: if you're in Uzbekistan, you can still get the IKEA <laughs> tea candles, you know?
0: Right. You don't have to get a voltage converter or anything. You just It's a tea candle.
1: Yeah, and be like, oh, I'm taking my generator with me. Like, <laughs> Why are you doing that, you dumbass? You just need I love it. That's
0: so true. And the one that caught my attention um, was the wire, the chicken wire. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, what's the one thing that can fix almost any situation? Say you break your leg, you could just wrap some chicken wire around, like, a piece of wood. Yeah. Or create stability of some sort so your bindings break you just use the chicken wire to fix it i remember once i was on a ski tour uh seven day solo trip glacier peak which is the most isolated volcano in the cascade range i went there in the middle of march uh, by myself of course and i made the stupid decision of digging because the weather was good I dug a snow pit and I just like didn't have a tent or anything. I just had my sleeping bag and my sleeping pad. That night, the wind picked up and I didn't think about it. But all that loose snow came into my pit that I was sleeping in and it buried me alive. And I just had like enough room for my face to breathe. But the next morning I had to go around and try to find all my stuff. And the wind was super strong. I was super exposed. I lost my GPS. Uh and you know, collected everything. It took me an hour to get my boots on because I was in the middle of the snowstorm, and my bindings were breaking, like all my gear was breaking. And I was oh. like, "Am I going to be able to get out of here?"
0: Yeah. But I did.. Yeah. You're tough, man. That's like a demoralizing situation Any way you, you look at it. All those things happening, any one of those things happening to most anybody, that would be like a real big challenge to overcome, you know. Yeah, but it was the different. most
1: sunrise I ever saw in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Is the sun up yet? No, no, come on. Just a little bit longer. Is the sun up yet? No, I'll still have another hour.
0: Yeah. Oh. oh, man, I cannot wait to read your book when you write it. <laughs> These kinds of stories are inspiring, and like I'm imagining myself or somebody I know in that situation, that's a movie right there, you know? Oh, man. Uh, I play you in the movie. Like, do you have any person you want to play? Like Ryan Reynolds or somebody?
1: No, I don't want a big name actor. I just want a normal person who like oh, actually yeah. loves the shit compared to somebody who's just like playing a role because you can see it in the eyes. Is it real or is it bullshit?
0: That's deep. Kyle. I like that. That's cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, I don't know why Ryan Reynolds popped my head. My wife has been doing a lot of uh, happy hours with her, her coworkers. And um, so she works in HR and we're, on the Zoom call like this and there's like six screens, you know, and they're like, they're, they're, they're talking like, if you had to pick one celebrity to hang out with, who would it be and why? And I'm like the only guy in the group, I'm like, I like Ryan Reynolds, he seems pretty funny, you know? And then like the girls in the group, they're all like, no, like they're picking guys that they want to sleep with. So the joke for like last two weeks is I, I have a crush on Ryan Reynolds. It's, it's not necessarily true, but that's People why. People have too much time head. on their hands. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's good stuff. Well, have you been doing a little more like FaceTimes with families or
1: that's uh, why I'm talking
0: people? I've
1: been messaging my mom every day because she's in Washington State and obviously oh, yeah. ground zero for mm-hmm. in the beginning and it has respiratory issues. So Oh, yeah. And I'm just sending messages to her and some of my friends every day and hearing the daily status of what's going on in America and what's going on in Seattle and all that stuff. So... I've also been communicating with my friends in like Australia and Norway and New Zealand too and seeing what's been going on with them as well as one of my friends in Japan. So it's been kind of interesting getting to see like different places in the world, what's going on there. Yeah. Pretty much the same thing.
0: Well, that's that's, that's good and bad to hear is about the same thing. I, it wasn't too sure. Like obviously we're, we're kind of in our own little world over here. So I mm-hmm. don't know what it's like for other people, but so are you saying like Australia and other places are about the same pace about the same reaction that we're doing here in America?
1: Uh, no the lockdowns you know the lockdowns oh my god there's three coronaviruses in Queenstown New Zealand like I live in Wanaka is it coming our way and random things like that you're like mm-hmm. oh man Dunedin. There's like 15 in Dunedin, which is the South Island of New Zealand. They're like, ah, we're all locked down. And when there's Corona people. Why are they buying all the toilet paper? What's going on here?
0: That toilet toilet paper one is crazy. We have a bidet, so, you know, it's 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 (laughs) resourceful.
1: Well, Luckily, I've been mountaineering so long, I know how to ration my toilet paper.
0: Right. Yeah, and like we talked about last time, I like snow. I mean, that's my go-to. Brisk, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Unless it's like super firm ice. I've been there before and it's not fun.
0: (laughs) I know. There's a bad joke here. Wrecked them. Damn near killed them. Yeah. (laughs) I used to go
1: on trips and not bring toilet paper at all and just use snow. Which Mm -hmm. It's okay, but you definitely, it's good to have paper for the last wipe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I am, we're, uh, we're we're testing out a lot of biodegradable, eco-friendly, you know, uh, sustainable uh, cleaning supplies. Like I, I yeah. think they're marketing towards like van lifers and campers and stuff. And so, yeah. like a year or two ago, we had just a plethora of different wipes. We we're giving all the the riders and still have them. Thank goodness, they're really cool. You know, they degrade really quickly. And you know, I can say, yeah. So there's a lot of cool stuff out there. And you know, it, from my point of view in the outdoor industry. You know, we're going hot and heavy, doing gear reviews and getting all kinds of stuff sent to our, we have 25 riders now for, for engagement, where's the sign at, there's a the sign somewhere and well, uh, different backgrounds, you know, it's really fun. But yeah. you know, when it started happening, I was reaching out to him. I was like, Hey, you know, we might not be able to get into the field to test stuff for you guys. Like, and how are you doing? Like, how are you going to pivot? And, you know, I was talking to Russell about this yesterday and for them, thank goodness, most of their sales have already happened. The will yeah. purchase their stuff. I think they only had three sales canceled during this whole thing, which is incredible. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. I I have more cancellations than a day for fitness training than that. So I'm like, well, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in my, my viewpoint as my, my, how I put food on the table is I do fitness and I train people and I have a gym inside a law firm. I have a a gym inside a physical therapy clinic. And then I, I would train people in the mountains or in their homes. So I had like, Four different places I would train people, right? And in one morning, all four got closed down. So like you like backup plan, backup plan, and backup plan, all kind of taken off the table. And I was like, oh, all right. I didn't see that one coming, right? So then then we embraced Zoom. And then, um, you know, fortunately, most people I work with have some kind of fitness tools like the TRX or a kettlebell or a dog Ooh. or dog food or cat food or whatever. You can Get resourceful, right? Oh, um, of course, yeah. Yeah, you'll find a way but a lot of restaurants, like you mentioned, closing down, it's been sad to see that. And, you know, over here in America, there, there's been a lot of promise of SBA, small business association loans and grants. And I've applied for all of those three, four times over, just waiting to see if they'll pan out. And you know, that way, like people, like the owner of the gyms I train at can keep the doors not open, but keep the the lease going. And you know, it affects a lot of people in a lot of ways. It's it's been really interesting to see how people are adapting to it. But
1: I mean, I don't want to get into economics, but I think we all see that it's going to be very interesting the next few years.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: I mean, unemployment is at record levels beyond the great depression. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of hope. I have a lot of, uh, a lot of curiosity about it, you know,
1: and I like,
0: you know, you and I, we like challenges. Like you, you've been through so many crazy adverse situations, and here we are still talking. You've made it through it, right? So the yeah, majority. It was quite them, easier than finish.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your, your culture is tough for sure. Um, oh, uh, about your mother, I, I can relate to that. About the respiratory and you know checking in on her, um, I'm, I'm sure that's a, a bit of a, a source of stress for you. I can. Yeah, you know. You know. You go to one day
1: realizing like there may be a chance that my mom could die and I would never see her again, you know. You just don't expect it. I don't think it I don't think most people expected it.
0: You know, Kyle, you're absolutely right. And I can speak to that on a very deep level. Like I think I've, I've told you, I've been very public about this. I've lost my brother to heart attack, sister to brain cancer, both my parents last year to pancreatic cancer. So I know what it's like to be a child or a sibling to somebody. Who, who passes unexpectedly, right? You don't ever expect to bury a sibling, especially younger ones. You don't expect your parents to to pass at our age yet, but you're right. Um, I can relate because both my parents had respiratory issues, asthma, they're mm-hmm. on oxygen, they have CPAP machines. My dad had blood clots in his lungs. Like, So the silver lining I'm trying to take away from this whole situation is you know, they were in assisted living and skilled nursing facilities. I wouldn't be able to visit them, and I was their main caretaker, right? So I was their power of attorney and all this stuff. So for me, having them pass before this has happened has been kind of like a big relief. But I can only imagine a person like in your situation, who is you know close to the mother, and the mother has respiratory complications and is in, like you said, a very concentrated area where, for all we know here in America, that's kind of where it started, right? Washington. Yeah, definitely. So I can I can feel it for you, man, but. Yeah. It's, it's a challenge for sure.
1: Well, it was very interesting. Uh, I went to Northwestern Russia in the beginning of March mm-hmm. and my friend had come out from Seattle and it was interesting because we were ski touring every day and at the end of the day, you know, we'd come back and you'd be like, oh, here's the local news in Seattle. There's like 20 more cases. You're like, man, are you even gonna be able to get back home? Like, is the world gonna fall apart? And in a sense, we were kind of joking about it. And then one week later, there was a complete travel ban. Like, he wouldn't have been able to go back, you know? Wow. Yeah. And then we're like, well, did he have coronavirus? And then we just brought it to Russia? There'd be nothing worse than, oh man, Americans brought coronavirus to Russia. And you're like,
0: oh. <laughs> that would be rough, yeah. Ah.
1: Mm. Oh.
0: And it's, it's crazy too to think about a person who may be asymptomatic and like yeah. oh, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I'm going to go interact with people because the first few weeks to, on the lockdown or to stay at home here in, in Denver, at least people were not taking it very seriously. I, people are out playing volleyball together. And like, I was like, did you guys not understand? Like not to make contact. And I'm a very hugging person. Right. And so yeah. the last, the last day I went touring was like early March and I was like, is a test to me. I was like, if I can socially distance safely from people, not hug my friends and not get in like a 10 foot bubble window of other people, breathing and coughing and sneezing, then I might continue to tour. But within 15 minutes of being at my favorite spot and there was like three times more traffic than usual because they had closed their resorts.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and I did my beacon and I was going around. my. Uh, about a third of the people had beacons. I was like, oh, this is my last day. I'm going to go home. <laughs> well, you would hear, you'd hear stories of uh, people social distancing
1: by taking a bus filled with 100 people up to the back country. They're like, dude, that's like yeah. taking the chances to eat way more than you would have been just doing your normal thing.
0: Right. Oh, it's, I don't know about your your Facebook group. You have a wonderful split board Facebook group. I absolutely Love it. And, um, I don't know how you manage, you know, the posts of people, Hey, this is my backyard. Like there's a lot of people here in Colorado who live on 10 acres and they have access to, you know, mild, cool terrain. They can go out and do their thing and recreate. Then you have people like yesterday who go into a different County. They're not from, and you know, endanger themselves and others. Like how do you, as a leader of your group manage that responsibility?
1: it's simple it's the wild wild west you can do whatever you want on there but if you get backlash from people that's your thing as long as you're not putting out come to my company like buy this buy that then people are free to do whatever they want i don't want to i don't want to govern anything so you know I like that. put up a report that this person's putting out crap I'll look at it and be like, oh, yeah, that is kind of crappy. But it seems that he got ripped a new one from the comments. And so <laughs> hopefully he learned his lesson on that one. But I don't want to. I'm not your parent. I'd like to think you are an adult. So do whatever you want to do. But if every post is check out my guiding company here, we're doing great programs. Uh-huh. Then that's not what it's about.
0: For me, like, that's people see different places. Mm-hmm. Now that's very helpful. I had not thought about that. It's kind of like Lord of the Flies—let them govern themselves. Like, unless it's blatant and then flagged or whatever, then ban them. Yeah, you know. So there's five of us total. It might be four because uh, the the founder of the group—he's uh, a surgeon and he he got, has a new position. He accepted, so it might come down to the four of us. And you know, there's a uh, th- two skiers and two splitboarders now. Um, so we're trying our best to, to, to communicate a consistent message. But my gosh, it, it started off when I came on, it was like 500, 600 people. And now it's 8,000. It's so yeah. hard to, to, to lead or, or govern. I don't want to govern or manage people, but to like, yeah. <clears throat> to do the right thing. Basically, how do you, you know, it's hard, really hard. Well, good luck with that. Once you start doing
1: that, that's when people start rebelling, you know, yeah. They're like, Oh, I can't do that. No, I really want to do that. There's trolls everywhere on the internet.
0: Kyle, there are some mean crazy trolls I know um so daily several times a day our, our admins the four of us now communicate should we should we block this post should we ban that person this person you know if it's blatant like we had a person put up some racist stuff like yeah you're banned for life you're out but yeah, yeah. that's a no-brainer but you know it, it's been challenging to try and try and moderate and then when we do um, some of it like I'm a I'm super open. I'm like, whatever. Kind of like you Like just do whatever you're, you're going to get shit from other people. And I don't want to be the person to deliver the shit. Yeah. So deal with it. But like other people are more conservative and, you know, much more rigid, um, which is nice because it yeah. balances out the four of us. But um, I'm not going to name the name of person, but he's, he was banned. A few people or blocked some stuff. And he's gotten death threats. Can you imagine death threats
1: for the internet? Oh man, yeah. I can't put it on Facebook. I'm going to go kill somebody.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that, that I had to talk to this person and say, Hey, report to local authorities, obviously report to Facebook. And, um, there are some crazy kooky people. Like trolls are one thing. I get a lot of trolls on my YouTube videos, making fun of me and this and that. I'm like, I, whatever. Okay. You need to find something better with your time. And I can't react to it and play into it, but it doesn't feel good to read it. But death threats or threatening a family or anything like that, any kind of threat un, uncalled for totally unethical. Oh, doubt, man. It's absolutely ridiculous that people would even come to that. Yeah. Oh, it makes you wonder what's going on in their heads, and like, what's you know.
1: Uh, it kind of reminds me of a story. One time, I was uh, climbing on Mount Rainier, and we went by some people who were camping, and they were camping underneath ice fall, like you know, big glacial seracs that could fall at any minute. Yeah, and we're like, hey, man, we just want to let you know that this could, that ice could fall any minute, and it's going to smash your camp and kill you. And he said. This is America, man. I can do whatever I want. And
0: I said, oh. "Huh, that is a valid point."
1: Have a good day.
0: Yeah. Yep. Taking you out of the out of the spawning Darwin <laughs> Awards. <laughs> uh, there is a lot of that, you know. I, I hope that the rest of the world doesn't think that all Americans are like that. You know, you know, we're not like that. But there are plenty of people like that. Like, this is my right to be an idiot or, or an mm. asshole, or and it is, but it's shitty. You know,
1: It is what it is, and I'd like to say survival of the fittest, but it doesn't seem to be the case.
0: <laughs> no, I, my wife and I joke like this pretty often. She's been a, my a fantastic partner through a lot of the adversities that I've been through, and you know, I think every time we go through a challenge like uh, the cancers and the, the this stuff right now, it makes well, us really like, stronger, more resilient, more grateful, and empathetic, and, and vulnerable, and, and courageous. But then we will see other people. like how have they made it through life so far they are clearly in my opinion idiots (laughs) like who's (laughs) enabled their patterns to be replicated boggles my mind
1: (laughs) Uh, but you know at the same note like i've met some people who have had such a high level of education and it's like you're book smart but how did you survive when you don't know how to make noodles
0: It's true. That's true. I, I, I'm going to add into that. My wife's good friend and we joke back cause I say it's in public all the time. She's a rocket scientist and so is her husband. Very intelligent, right? They have top secret clearance. They put stuff in space. They're, they're cool. geniuses, right? I kid you not. This person was at the mall here in Denver and they saw the map and it had a star. And the, the girl, the lady, the woman said, how do they know where we are? And we're like, you pussed up in space. Yeah, but,
1: <laughs> oh, I'm not going to get on that spaceship anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So you're right. People can be very educated and not educated at the same time.
1: Yeah. Like some people are super street smarts, but they
0: didn't do well in school. Not to say
1: that
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm a five-time high school dropout. I'm Whatever. I get. Cool. I learn I learn by failing and trying and doing and failing again. But. Understandable completely. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I joke, I call my wife Scrappy because she's like quick to figure things out and she's tough and resilient. Yeah. Yeah. Scrappy is a fun word. Well, speaking of, um, so life for you hasn't changed too much because you already were doing practicing social distance. Come on in here, Riley. My dog Riley wants to say hello to you. He knows your voice. Hey, Riley. Hey, Cora. (laughs) It's cool. but yeah, it's been really fascinating to pick people's brains about how they're dealing with their spouses, working from home, um, you know, spending 24 seven together. But for you, it's not too much of a change, right? No, my my wife is still going to work. Oh, is she a central worker?
1: Um, I guess so if you consider a lawyer, a central
0: worker. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got to sue somebody and got to do stuff. My wife works for a law firm and you know, she's busy as ever. Yeah.
1: Uh, we live in a pretty small apartment, so it would be very interesting, like, but we're not locked down too, so at the same time, it's really not the end of the world. Uh, and her mom lives 15 kilometers away, what, like, eight miles away, and, uh, she lives on a lake, and I was really bored, and I cross-country skied around the lake, and it was 30 kilometers, so, like, we have space. We have a lot of space.
0: Well, like you, we live in a in a condo, two bedroom condo, <laughs> 1,100 square feet, and so we we don't have that resource to go out and cross country ski around a lake. But we do walk the dogs a lot, so we got that going for us. <laughs> I mean, okay. Hi, handsome.
1: Well, there was like situations with the Black Death back in the days, and uh, like the king of like. Poland or something like that. He got advice that the best thing he could do is keep his window open and get fresh air and everybody else stuffed themselves in their houses and a lot of people died. He was one of the people who survived.
0: Wow. Fresh air. There it is. All about the fresh air. You know, and that's one thing I think I've I've noticed. I don't consume a lot of media or a lot of news. I mean, I do go on the Facebook and Instagram and YouTube to one to check in on the groups too, to post something. And then to get the hell off because <laughs> it just, it'll suck you in. Right. But, um, okay, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, You're I watch it people consume, consume people consume Um, but I think I saw something about the environment's been healing a little bit, which is nice because we're not using much resources. Yeah, I think it's on vacation for a few months. Yeah. A much needed one. So good. You that's, know. there's some positive of it. Well, uh, it's always a great time chatting with you, Cal. My dog is very adamant. He's shaking my hand. This is his classic symbol to say, would you please take me outside? <laughs> give me attention. Give me attention. <laughs> give me okay. attention. So on that note, I should probably probably should do that. Um, okay. But, do you want me to give you some quick stories? Please, okay. yeah. Lay them okay. on it. One time
1: I was on an 18-day ski traverse in New Zealand and around day 15 i was on a glacier so i had sunglasses and about 15 days into the trip i got a crack on the lens of Mm -hmm. my uh sunglasses and so i couldn't travel without them so what i did is i kept on getting uh glass shards in my eyes so i covered the lens with glue Mm -hmm. i couldn't see out of one eye and i finished off the ski traverse because the the sunglasses were so absolutely vital on the trip. Yeah, it was just—I guess—the moral of the story is work with you got with what you have, so that things don't
0: go wrong. That's a good takeaway. Sorry, that was a very random story. No, no, it, it was not at all. Adapting, using yeah. what you have. Uh, another quick story. I won't take too long. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really fast story. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, My friend and I, we had climbed up this peak and we skied down the wrong goalie and we got stuck in the canyon and uh, we realized that we were going to have to stay the night there and uh, we found a rock to sleep under because the wind was so bad Mm -hmm. and I just huddled up into a ball and I just meditated that it's not nearly as cold as it is in the winters in Finland and I was able to, for the most part, sleep all night while my friend was like fighting to stay warm and just like shivering and jump doing jumping jacks and all that stuff. Oh. And I'd say for the most part, I got a good night of sleep while his night was kind of miserable. Yeah. And just like the mental power of I'm not going to die. Just deal with it. We'll get
0: through this. That's a good takeaway. Like mental fortitude. I know I was talking to some of my, my retired Navy SEAL friends about, you know, how they got their heads right to handle I can't imagine what they had to handle, right? Some crazy yeah. stuff. But some of the takeaways I think that would help the listeners and the viewers is calm is contagious. Mm-hmm. And so it's fear. But like, if you can remain calm, you can make yeah. better decisions.
1: Uh, whenever I was on big, steep lines where if you messed up, you're going to die, I would always take a few seconds to just meditate and calm down mm-hmm. because here is your worst en- enemy. It's only gonna help you make horrible mistakes. So it's just like, yeah, I'm a bit nervous, but I just need to calm down before I drop into this line. Why am I still doing this? I told myself I wasn't gonna do this anymore, but here I am again. Okay, yeah, just deal yeah. with what you have. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the bottom, you're like, phew, I hope I never do that again.
0: And then the <laughs> next you go on another mountain. Uh, That's hilarious. Have you ever done a line and you're shaking after it? You're like, ah. Oh. How did I do that? Why did I do that? Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: My okay, cool. I, I I figured you had. I, that happens to me. I don't like I said. I'm mild salsa. I don't do like spicy habanero. So uh, the stuff that you're doing. So I did something that was definitely outside my comfort range. And I, I went to you know whatever the flow state, and it just it all made sense. But as I got to the the, the safe part, uh, and I looked back at what I did, I was like, I'm shaking <laughs> like uncontrollably. The adrenaline.
1: I mean, one time I was on Mount Rainier doing the jib shoot, which is like sustained 55 degrees for about 3000 vertical feet. And it was bulletproof ice and it's like, if I lose my edge here, I'm going to tumble down this whole face and I'm going to come down in like seven different pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was scared shitless, I know? Yeah. but Just like, calm down, relax, and just slowly make your way down this
0: Why? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, these are good takeaways. This is cool. I think it's, it's always fun to talk with you, but I think it's really fun for the people in your split board commune, you know, uh, in our backcountry ski group and people who like to do the stuff that we're doing to hear what, how you process and how you think and how you operate. It's uh, it helps a lot of people. I had a lot of positive feedback after our last conversation. And in fact, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I, I track, anything I put out there, like a track of uh, a YouTube video is helpful, or a track like of a podcast has been well-received. Um, your episode was like number five in Japan, when it, after it came out. It
1: seems I had some friends in Japan
0: who were checking it out. Right? I, you know, it's, it blows my mind, because obviously I'm not trying to just um, help people here in Denver. I like, the world's a big, beautiful place. And last week I had a few really great guests on, and hit number six in Estonia? I was like, okay. hey, Estonia, all right. Had <laughs> to yeah. look up on the map, yeah, man. I didn't know where it was. But uh, it's just fun to see how much you um, and Russell and uh, Pat Flynn and Dan John and all these people who are leaders, how much you can affect people in a positive way. So just want to thank you for sharing that your time with, with them and with me.
1: Thank you, but I am not a leader by any means. I'm just <laughs> oh, a yes, you
0: are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, and you're humble beyond belief, man.
1: Uh to my fault. <laughs> if <laughs> only I was less humble when I was a sponsored athlete, maybe I'd still be sponsored right
0: now. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's interesting we talked a lot about that too, off record. And um God, that stinks. I was talking to another sponsored athlete, uh Raphael Peace. He's a writer here with oh. England. And um are you familiar with Raphael? Yeah, a little bit, definitely. Sure. Yeah, he's a great guy. You know, I think I might have met him actually through your Facebook group. I had mm-hmm. written about a boot or something and somebody was flaming me and Raphael reached out to me and then we became really good friends. Like, in fact, the theme song for his podcast is from the person who does the scores for his movies. Okay, yeah. He's also a really nice guy. And um, he went down to Chile, he's Chilean, and yeah. he filmed two movies about the environment, about the government, about protests, about splitboarding and mountaineering. Um, yeah. And um, I don't know. It's, we're all doing the best we can to uh, be good people and lead by example and stuff. And you, you are one of those people. So.
1: It's so weird to hear. Okay. <laughs> I was just the random dude hiding out in the mountains, not posting enough on Facebook. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, Oh, this is what I did this year. I'd be like, what,
0: where the hell did this guy come from? Right. It, it, it's so crazy. Like we talked about, um, you're actually out there doing it right. All very often. And I think people like you and me aren't as tech, not tech savvy, aren't as social media savvy as some other people are. And the people who are, they make it appear a certain way and that's appealing to a lot of people. Uh, but to people like you and me where it's like, rather go do it, maybe share a picture with a friend or post something about it or say, hey, you should go ahead and come do this too. This is really cool. You'd like this, right? Um, Whereas other people, and I study this stuff, right? I should know better. I should, I know SEO and I know copywriting, and only because I've failed at it so much, I've learned what not to do. Yeah. But, I mean, like hashtags and Instagram, not my thing. I, I, I just have a going so I can show off my dogs.
1: <laughs> oh, you need to use the cats of Instagram hashtag. I was literally told <laughs> that I should put down the cats of Instagram on my Facebook posts.
0: Really? It's interesting too because actually I get hired by a friend to do some social media creation for him. He's yeah, an attorney. Yeah. And so helping him create content that's valuable like um, what to expect uh, on contingency case, what to expect with a personal injury case, like helpful content. But he also has kids and they're into TikTok. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you've seen TikTok. I feel like a creeper when I go on TikTok. I'm like watching these like teenage girls do dance competitions. I'm like, oh, it's way over my head, right? Yeah. But um, I had to research it so I can show him how I would create stuff for his kids, you know, to make it fun and entertaining for their friends. But different culture, different generation, different attention span, different yeah. everything.
1: Oh, I'm sure that the 80-year-olds say that too. They're like, what happened? He <laughs> yeah. yeah. fought a war. He
0: <laughs> oh, so
1: fought true. the war
0: it's been fun watching my father-in-law embrace Instagram and, and stuff and comment on stuff. And he, I don't want to say he's a redneck, but he's on 10 acres out in Ohio and he's a, he's a really salt to earth kind of guy, but you know, we're all adapting and he's adapted and it's been cool. Tom had to use zoom. We did a zoom happy hour with him two weeks ago. That was a lot of cool, wow. but well, um, we should do this again sooner or later because we have a lot more to cover for sure. Yeah, anytime,
1: man. Uh, all I'm doing is homework
0: and homework, pretty much. Homework <laughs> and sauna.
1: Talk about like
0: it. Aurora Borealis sauna, ice, finish. Seven hours of finish a day.
1: Yeah. And saying, damn you, Sweden, why didn't you quarantine? Now the borders will never open.
0: <laughs> but that's um, another topic altogether. It is. Well, let's table it for next time. Let's, sure, uh, sounds good. It's always a pleasure, Kyle. All the best to you and your wife and your family out there. And tell your mother well, Hello. Take care, be healthy. Vitamin D. Vitamin D. I'm taking 10,000 IUs a day. My liver does going to blow up. (laughs) People
1: are saying that vitamin D is the most important thing for this virus.
0: Oh, good. Well, that's great because you can get some naturally by going outside like you're doing or you can take some. And it's also, this is from a fitness and health standpoint, it's fat soluble. A, D, E, and K are fat soluble. So it is possible to overdose on them just for what it's worth. That's my advice to people listening. Um, but yeah, it, it binds to fat. So I take it with my peanut butter, or almond butter, or, or fish, and that seems to last a little bit longer. So
1: what is huh.
0: it, that's my insight.
1: It, I like to mix it with my fish tank cleaner, and it goes <laughs> quite well. well sorry. <laughs> <laughs> i gone wrong. I'm sorry. Politics, politics aside. Sorry. <laughs> that's
0: hilarious. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Well, on that note, all the best to you, Kyle. Um, and uh, well, you, cleaner. Awesome, buddy. All the best to you. Uh, Take care, and we'll chat soon. (laughs)